The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Chris Thrill. I'm a former Royal Marines commando. I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Good evening, friends. I hope this finds you all well. I'm Chris Thrall. I'm a former Royal Marines commando, and now I'm the host of the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Um, As of tomorrow... Although it is a bit funny, everywhere around the world seems to have a different day for World Mental Health Day, which kind of defeats the object, right? But um, it is going to be World Mental Health Month, week, whatever. For some of us, it's every day. Um, I'm no stranger to the challenges that life can throw at you. And my belief is uh, these sort of things if you can make it out the other side, really do enhance your life and make you stronger. So today, I've invited my good friend Tim Davies, former uh, squadron leader with the Royal Air Force, onto the show. Tim is a life coach. He coaches, um, I'm going to say men of a certain age, who probably uh, found that things aren't quite panning out in life the way that they thought they were although Tim's obviously going to correct me on that if I've got it wrong. Um, and I thought tonight, it's not just a real um, focus on veterans' mental health, although we are in a suicide epidemic, um, but hopefully anybody listening and anybody watching can get, get something from our chat. And I'm just going to pick a few things. We're going to talk for about an hour um, a few things that I find work for me, not just back in the day when I was in the uh, proverbial dark place, chronically addicted to crystal methamphetamine, um, in clinical psychosis because I, you know, completely lost the plot. Working for a, you know, a criminal triad gang in 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 Hong Kong, and when I had my sort of epiphany wake up moment, there was a few things I put into place because. I just made a promise to myself, I'm never going to go back there, right? Um, I'm sure some of you listening or watching tonight will will know will know what I mean when I say that. Um, and we're going to pick Tim's brains too and see what works for him and what works for his clients. So before further ado, Tim, I'm just going to hold you a bit longer and play your wonderful intro that uh, my producer Marty Stalker made. And here it is. Brilliant. Your job looked like fun, Tim. At times it was, Chris, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, there were elements of fun there. Obviously not always elements of fun. But that's why we, uh, that's why we start doing the job and that's why we leave, isn't it? Yes, mate, it is. And um, 
one of the elements of that job, which probably doesn't help us, is the uh, is the addiction side of things, isn't it? It's been trained to drink alcohol from from your teenage years on a at every single given opportunity. Um, yeah, yeah. The RAF being quite <laughs> quite noted for for liking a bit of a knees up. Am, am I right in saying that? Yeah, I mean. The times, are, I think, the times are slightly changing now. What tends to happen is the students coming in um, tend to do their drinking off off site. To be honest with you, off station, uh, you know, the bars, the officers' mess, and everything. I don't think is as active during the week as it is because obviously there's a lot of rules now that weren't necessarily there in my time. Um, well, they came in obviously during my time, but because you're an old school dog, you know, you, you know, you, you kind of ignore that kind of stuff, don't you? Really, you know, you you sort of. Um, uh, you, you sort of look, look after yourself, don't you? You know what I mean? But um, the young young pups coming through, they invested so much, they don't want to fail flying training. So they tend to uh, stay off during the week and then during the weekend when they get away from the station. Or sometimes, you know, Friday night happy hour, they go mad and burn pianos and stuff and get naked, you know, why not? But um, and it's uh, in the finest editions of Her Majesty's Royal Air Force. But um, yeah, I mean, we do it. And that's the problem, isn't it, Chris? Because uh, it's kind of encouraged. And then when you leave, you're like, oh, actually, that's, that's a problem now, you know? Yes. Um, the way I try and explain it and uh, is you live a very full-on life in the forces. It's, it's a, a sort of vocation, isn't it? a lifestyle rather than a job. And while you're in there, you, you're kind of, um, you're either in, you're training or you're in a theatre of war or you're deciding which sort of thousand pound mountain bike you're going to buy. You don't have to do an awful lot of thinking about the pressures of life. And this is no criticism. We're just trying to talk truths here. You know, you, you're in a very protected environment. Everything's sort of taken care of. You have a very um, regular salary. Your medical, all your, all your health's taken care of. And all you've got to do is turn up and say, yes, sir, even when you don't really mean it. Um reason I'm saying this is you come out of that environment after a number of years and suddenly you're in a different, you know, you're in a different theatre. It's called Civvy Street. Things don't make sense. There's a different set of rules. The loyalties that you've been used to um, don't seem to exist or at least not in that way. And on top of that, you've got things like bills coming in, pressure of dealing with a boss who probably hates you. Or, or that's the way it can make you feel. Uh, mortgage to pay. You've got you're back with a family full time, so you've got relationship issues. And of course, what do we do when we're put under pressure? Well, we turn to our vices, don't we? We turn to a pint to take the pressure off, or drugs, or whatever, whatever your your thing might be. And then you enter that um, ever decreasing circle where things start to spiral. Things start to fall apart, and of course, how do you deal with it? Well, you, you know, you you possibly turn to the drink, and it's not 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 in every case, but either way, it's a lot of pressure on people's mental health. It can be a very lonely. Well, it is a very lonely place. It's it's worrying. You feel like you've lost. You can feel like you've lost all your kudos that that that, that you you carried when you were in the forces and on top of that you might have traumatic 
memories either from your youth which I think was my case um, when I say youth I obviously mean childhood um, or from a again from a theatre of war um, which just they're kind of in there and they just churn everything up does that does that make sense Tim yeah, I think we spoke about this a little bit last time, didn't we? Um, what I'm interested in, what I talk about a lot with, with my men is the micro traumas, because um, we all look at PTSD and some people get a lot of uh, a lot of trauma themselves from thinking they, they didn't have any trauma. You know, they're like, how can I have PTSD? I never was, you know, I never got shot at. I never shot at anyone. I never got blown up. Um, you know what I mean? Yet for some reason, I'm feeling really rubbish now. I'm out of the service and this, this, this all isn't making sense. So what I talk about is right, you're full of micro traumas and micro stresses. So your PTSD is real, but it, it won't look real to someone else like a doctor. And they might go, well, actually, in order to have PTSD, you've got to have had a traumatic event. What I say is you probably have had a lot of traumatic events, but they're just, they're all built up together to make this now mental illness that you're going through. And it's fine because we can deal with it. I always say, Chris, if you can get to the age of 46 without hanging yourself in your garage, you've got a pretty good chance. You know what I mean? You've got a pretty good chance of getting a 15 onwards. But get through those early 40 years, the, the late 30s, early 40 years, get to 45, 46, um, just do whatever you can to look after yourself and really analyse or we'll go through with someone like myself uh, and we'll talk about the micro traumas and what we can do about them. Does that make sense? You haven't got to have one big event. I mean, one of my guys, um, the traumas he had, he was a yacht captain. Uh, his, his whole world was filled up with you know, like uh, WhatsApp and everything. And even when he was on, even when I was doing what I do with him, the power hour and that kind of stuff, he's going, oh yeah, yeah definitely, I've got it. And he's on his phone because the laundry person is getting onto him or, or the, you know, the, the cook's getting onto him. His life was, he's going through like divorces, the second divorce. I mean, it was messed up. And uh, other guys that I go through, um, that they're, they're, they're suffering because they never, you know, you know about this, don't you? Um, you should have been on the patrol that got blown up. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the problem. It's like, it should have been you. It wasn't you. I mean, I've had it many times with, with people flying this jet or all the ones over there who were killed. It's like, well, how come that wasn't me? So you have that survivor guilt and that runs on as well. And that's, you know, that's something that hard, it's hard to explain to, I hate to say civilians because I don't mean that because they've got their own massive, massive problems. I mean, well, we're all civilian now, but that's the work I do is trying to expose that and then move through it. Yes. And we need to point out, and that, uh, Jen McCarty, who I did a podcast with the other day, raised this point as well. In modern society, we're all subjected to trauma. We all have PTSD by the nature of the fact we grow up in a culture that just sets out to destroy all your value, you know, everything that's value about you as a, as a as human life. You've got the corporations want to make you feel useless. They want to make you feel fat, thin, skinny, tall, short, black, white. And they do this on purpose to purposely fragment your mind so you will be an unhappy person and unhappy people consume. That is just one one reason they do it. The fact that they're all a bunch of sociopaths is 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 an, is, is another and 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 uh, don't need to think, don't need to go that that deep into it. But no. we we've all suffered, you know. Very few people haven't suffered under this uh, regime that we're all we're all subjected to so yes you could well leave the forces or or any job and think well nothing happened to me but but yes it <laughs> it has happened you know it it has happened to you we've all been um, we've all been subjected to it 
I think one, one thing we need to look at, Chris, is if you think about, I had a chat yesterday with my uncle who's very much on the left and I'm a bit centrist towards right. And one thing that we were talking about, um, this is happening to everyone, by the way, if you've got a social media account, of course, if you're, if you're consuming, say, a right-wing article and you consume that, then Facebook or Twitter or wherever it might be will say, hey, he looked at that, let's give him another one. And then you look at that one, it says, oh, he looked at that as well, let's, let's give him another one because we want engagement. We want, we want him to be on the site as long as possible. So it's very difficult, really, to get a balanced view of anything. And so when I chat to my uncle, I said, get your phone out. And he got his phone out. I got my phone out. I said, right, swap over phones. Let's go to our YouTube. Then let's go to YouTube accounts. Let's see what videos I'm being presented with. And let's see what videos you're being presented with. And of course, he's being presented with loads of left wing stuff because he's into left. He's, a, he's on the left, always has been. And I've, I'm being presented with loads of right wing stuff because, of course, I'm very much interested in uh well, in, in, in what's happening, conservatism, the right, you know, I like structure, I like law and order, all these kind of things that are traditional with that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it, it's very interesting that these media companies, without going down a rabbit hole, because I know where you'll go with this, Chris, if you're not careful, you know what I mean? You'll spiral mm -hmm. down into a dark place. We are being controlled by the media companies as well, and that's not doing any favours for our mental health. Does that make sense? It's doing nothing. nothing oh, no, rule number one, you know, ignore, if you're having problems, turn off the social, turn off the media and the social... The, the Facebook is a killer. Mm. Must be responsible for more suicides than than you know the pressure it puts people under. Just it, it makes you feel so. Uh, you know, we have this thing, Tim, don't we, as human beings, that you can have a hundred comments that tell you you're a great person and thank you for for being him, and it's the one comment from from someone who's a bit thoughtless, especially under this. Um, modern phenomenon of thinking you can just say anything that you know and anything that you want which you know having a youtube channel the the delusion to which we've uh, brainwashed people now that you've got a keyboard you can say whatever you want it doesn't matter and it's um it's very powerful and so i'd urge anyone um if you know, if you're struggling, just get away from that. There's much more beautiful things in life that will reflect back your personal beauty because we're all perfect human beings at the end. You know, we've all got a few things that we need to work on and that will be part of the, the graciousness of of learning to love yourself is to accept that and, and not think there's going to be a day when you are, you know, you've got the Arnold Schwarzenegger body and the bloody you know, the, 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 the homely mind. Um, so, yes, social media, get away from it. It's a journey as well, Chris, remember. So I always also tell people to get out into nature. So um, one of the things we do on Spin on the course is um, we talk about the morning. We talk about um, getting up in the morning and, and, and starting our day in a certain way. And that is connecting a little bit with nature. So if a guy, you know, if a guy really wants to, one of my guys really wanted to go, running every morning and, I, and he was overweight and everything like that and he said i can't you know, i just can't do it and it was like right well let's do the whole we talked about it last time let's put your running kit out on day one day two we'll put the running kit on day three we're standing on the doorstep but not go anywhere day four we're you know but one of the things we, we talk about a little bit is um is pretty much like getting outside and uh 
it's recognizing that, you know, we've got some issues that we need to address, but it's also talking about, you know, the power of that morning, getting outside and standing in the rain, if, if it is raining, which is like mug of tea, you know, feel that rain. The rain is tangible. It, it really matters. Being on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Insta, all that kind of stuff, that's not tangible. You know, it's not, you're not feeling anything. You know, go for a walk and, and it's about appreciating the body. It's about moving. We call it the sanctuary, um, the sanctuary 20 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever you want to do. Um, so we do talk a little bit about spirituality, which is meditation, but also can be mindfulness. Also can be like picking up a leaf off a tree and looking at it, looking at the leaf, really appreciating because you, you're not thinking about anything else then, are you? You know what I mean? You know this, you do a lot of that running, don't you? And like, so it's all that activity is really important to us, but not like going lifting enough weights in the gym. It's literally just whilst the tea's boiling or your coffee's boiling, just do some stretching, get some squats going on, just get some blood flowing around you. You know, it's the morning, right? We're normally we'd be out hunting saber-toothed tigers or something, we're all being attacked by them. So we're not doing that anymore. So we need to... We don't get up and go and slouch in a chair with a coffee and go, oh, look, I'm awake. It's like get that body active. Mobility is what we're missing right now. And then we talk about how we plan our nutrition for the day. And then we talk about the commitments that we have to do for that day. You know, the must, the should, the might. Um, and that's actually a very nice little process there that we run throughout the, the 10 or 12 weeks course that we do. And guys develop their own bit. They're like, you know what? I do my sanctuary sitting in the garden. No matter whether it's raining or not, I sit in the corner of the garden and I go through all those things. Other guys are like, I go to my shed. Other guys are like, I go to my coffee table. But there's no dogs running around. There's no wife nagging you, nothing like that. You know what I mean? It's your own time. Get up before the house is up and really embrace that day. Um, and I think when you when you plan a bit of structure, this is what I say, especially to ex-service people. I do say the first two years out of the service, I mean, I did 20 years. You know, I, I don't know how long um, people, if you do less, I don't know whether it affects you, but 20 years. Uh, it takes about two years really to start getting back to any kind of normality. And also, Chris, I do say you've got to work on undoing a lot of that stuff in the military. You can't expect it to work outside. And people do, don't they? You know, people that try and get in there and throw the weight around and talk like you talk in the military and they just piss off civvies really, don't they? And unfortunately it's not on, you know, you need to undo it. You're not, you, you come out of the military, still military because they, they don't undo all that. We know that they say they give you a couple of days, yeah, brilliant. Thanks for that. You know, I learned how to buy a house or something. Come outside and you're still military. You just don't realize it yet. Yeah. Uh, you, you do not realize it. You think you're now a civvy. You're not. You're still military. You're just in a very city world. And that's why this world feels like chaos. And the world inside that airplane there at night, my navigator and me, weapons officer yeah. and me, at night, 250 feet, doing seven, eight, you know, nine miles a minute through the, the valleys of Scotland on MVGs, Chris. That felt normal to me. But for most people, that would be chaos, wouldn't it? But yeah. walking out here, going shopping, like, like Cheltenham or something, for me, that's chaos. I mean, it was chaos for the last two years. I've had to do work on it. Don't get me wrong, you know, but mm. that was utter chaos. So, yeah, don't be embarrassed, I say to people as well, that when you do come out of the military and you're struggling, don't be embarrassed by it. Don't go hang yourself. Call me first or call Chris. You know what I mean? It's like, that's ridiculous. Take some time. You know, if you could survive in the military, this is going to be a piece of piss for you out here, but not for the first couple of years. It's going to be a little bit difficult and you've got to do a bit of work. You've got to undo a few things so that you're actually quite a pleasant person and you've got to sort of learn to love yourself a little bit. And that's kind of difficult, isn't it, for men? Yeah, you know, and you, you have to learn as well that, again, sorry, folks, we're talking military here, but mi the, the, the military operates in a certain way. It's done it for, for thousands of years, sending warriors into battle. It controls your left brain. It controls your ego. It doesn't let you flourish in a, in a spiritual capacity. And by spiritual, I just mean understanding that you're actually part of a much bigger and much more beautiful thing than just your day-to-day -day operation as an operator, right? And part of the indoctrination process is, is they make you feel part of this team, which is great when you're 
in a battle, obviously, or you're playing football or, or you're downtown drinking. But what that what, what one of the big problems it does is it makes ex-servicemen worry all the time what other people think. And I find this is one of the biggest blocks that people face to their development is um and and i would also would suggest it's probably why people are not reaching out and they're killing themselves instead is it's this fear of what other people might think and you 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 just need i know it's easier said than done but you really need to work on that and get away from um letting letting any kind of thought control not just your mind but you know your your um dictate dictate your future because it's like you're a horse and you've just like you've you've covered what you've got a blinker on one eye and you're just go you're just going to keep going that way and 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 that way and and you won't flourish yeah, you have to remember as well, Chris, I think we'll skip the military in a second. We'll go on to some other stuff. But just one of the very important things is just to amplify what you said. Uh, the military is about conformity. We know this. You've got to turn up on time. You, you know, you got to, I had to fly that jet on time. To, I had to go and bomb targets at a second. I'm conforming. And if you're conforming with a, lo- with a load of other conformers, then you're not creating, are you? you know, there's no creati- creativity in life. You can't just go, hey, guys, I'm going to start singing. Because all your mates are like, no, you're not. We're going to go and shoot some rifles. You know what I mean? Stop being an idiot. Oh, okay. I'm going to start being an artist. No, you're not, mate. We're going to exercise tomorrow. So you're conforming. And when you come out, you realize that actually everyone has a lot of creativity. It's almost like humans are to create. Look at you. You've got your own live stream. You're doing all this stuff. You've written books and everything. You know, you're a creative, Chris. But it's trapped in a warrior's body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I say that to a lot of men that come out of the military. I say, what do you want to do? I say, do you play guitar? No. Do you, do, you, do you do any writing? No. Do you do you interested in making videos? No. Well, of course they're not because they don't know how to. The body hasn't yet understood. And you come out into this chaos and you're like, actually, if we can learn to embrace the chaos out here, chaos isn't actually, chaos is a really good thing. We, people are going to hate me in this, okay? But if we look at, if we look at the feminine, the feminine has an aspect of chaos, which is also good because chaos is fun and it's it's beauty and everything else. The sea is chaotic, which is why men are attracted to the sea. All right. That's why. So when we come out, here, we're, we are actually interested in chaos. That's why we go to comedy clubs or unpredictable. That's why we might go to you know, theaters, opera, watch films. You don't know what's going to happen next, do we? So we can embrace that. So I get a lot of my men starting to do something like, are you interested in playing guitar? Yeah. OK, I'm going to learn guitar. I'm interested in playing guitar. And it occupies your brain, Chris. It stops you thinking about yourself the whole time. You know, we, all we do is concentrate there on ourselves, like we're so important and we're not. So really embracing those, those kind of arts and things, you know what I mean? I'm into architecture now. I'm into design. Never was into that. Knew nothing about it. I'm into watches, uh, all that kind of stuff. Just the art of it, you know, engineering and art. So we need to snap ourselves away from that kind of social element. We need to stop thinking about what other people think of us because they really don't, by the way. I get you. You get abuse, don't you? I know you get hate. I get hate. Um, I get some mis. I get some very misguided servicemen send me mails, and it's like they're on their journey, Tim. You know, and they are where I was thirty years ago, and they're seeing life through their lens. And it's part of um, being spiritually enlightened is you've got to understand these things and see it for what it is. Otherwise you take that, that baggage on, on, on board yourself. And remember what I said, folks, for people listening is a serviceman. You live out, out of your ego. It, this is not a criticism. 
if you didn't, you wouldn't be able to be all, you know, all in into Batman, do the job that we, we, we used to do. And when people start chucking up words like spirituality and it's okay to talk and all these things that aren't deemed macho, it's, it's challenging the identity that we've just spent 22 years believing that we were or, or, or feeling that that was us and, uh, you know, and, and this kind of thing. So, so yeah, to answer your question, we're, everyone in this social media world, we're all going to get flack, right? And, and part of the design of this society is, is to create this flack, it's to create this division, it's to create what's going on at the moment to set um, people against each other because it's an age-old um, strategy. It's called divide and control, isn't it? Divide and rule. Yeah, divide and conquer and that kind of stuff. And, and unfortunately, we, we see it not only in uh, online markets or businesses, but as government as well. And we could, this, you, can, you can go down this, you know, it's a strategy, isn't it? We, we understand why. And we're very... The problem is now, Chris, we're more partisan than ever. You know, we're more divided than ever because, as I said, I'm only consuming right-wing content. I've literally got to go and find things from the left to read. Like, okay, so I, I read The Guardian online. Um, I, I, I subscribe to, uh, well, there's, a, there's a magazine my uncle sends me, actually, and it's about, I think it's called London Book Review or something like that. That tends to be very left-leaning, and that's fine. I read it. It makes me angry sometimes, you know what I mean? But I read it, and I go, okay, so maybe there's something in this that I'm not seeing. I will read it. I'll read all the stories. And then, you know, I think I'm more balanced then because I've got both sides. But it's very easy because I don't particularly like reading, you know, Owen Jones or people on the left. I don't really like it. Um, it's very easy just to consume all this right wing stuff. And where am I going to be if I consume that? I'm going to be on the right and I'm full of hate for the left. And, you know, I realize I understand the dangers. Now, Chris, I understand that because I've done the reading on it. You know what I mean? Now, imagine the, the millions of people out there don't understand that. And they just get angrier and angrier and angrier. And this must be wrong. I mean, people that are, you know, well, look at the left and right in America at the moment, burning things down, aren't they, in their own neighborhoods? Because mm. they're so convinced the other side is wrong. Why? Because they've just been following one one thing. And why? Because people only want them to follow that one thing. That, that's, that's the problem we've got. So moving back away from this stuff, especially if you're having trouble with anxiety and everything else, I mean anxiety we've all got a bit of anxiety haven't we but you know there's things we can do about anxiety we can we can cut the alcohol down we can minimize the caffeine sleep is one of the biggest things you know alkaline diet you've, you've got an alkaline diet i'm big into the, the deep greens i'm big into all that you know what i mean Massively. and you can you can talk more about that chris you know and what that does for you um and maybe consume you know, Get a, get a stack going on. So I, I drink these little turmeric things every morning um, to aid, you know, rebuilding because I'm back in my gym. Exercise, mobility. It's hard to be sad when you've beasted yourself with 100 burpees. I mean, you're sad in a different way, but you're not thinking about whether people hate you or not. You're like, I just want to be able to breathe a bit more. I just want to be able to get up. You know what I mean? So go and beast yourself. You used to beast yourself within the military. And if you're a civilian and you only ever have been civilian, um, I send people across to a couple of guys I know in, in something called the Development Society. I think it's on Instagram. They put some workups, uh, the workouts up that will humble you. Go and have a go at those. Um, you're not going to feel sad. You're going you're gonna to feel like you want to, you know, you want to crawl back home and never do them again. But just go and find something that talks to you, whether it's a Jocko Willink or whether it's a, um, oh, David Goggins, anything like that. And, I'll be honest, Chris, I watched a David Goggins thing the other night, actually, because um, I was going back into a place. And I was like, no, I'm not going there again. You know, you know, when you get a bit sparred, don't you? Like, oh, you know, 
work's going to be difficult, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. So I went back into my own material, went and read it. And then just a David Goggins video popped up and he was saying the hardest conversations we're going to have in our entire lives are with ourselves. And he's absolutely right. And I know you've done that. I've done that. And there's a lot of people out there that aren't being honest with themselves. Uh, they're not, you know, they're really not. They, they think they can crack on as they were. And then, of course, they're just delaying the inevitable, aren't they, Chris? They're delaying the fact that at some point they're going to have to do their work on themselves, whether they're, you know, I mean, some of the guys I've got um, that, I, that I'm, I'm working on at the moment are in their early 50s. And they're like, I wish I'd done this before. I feel like I've wasted my 40s. But it, for them, it wasn't right to do it then. You know, it has to come from within. It's, you yeah. know, when you need to sort of go almost to a dark place first to go, right, one of two things is happening here. I'm either going to reach out for help or I'm going to go and eye up the beams in my garage. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And don't get me wrong, going to the beams in your garage is extremely tempting at times. And we've all done it and looked at them and gone, I can't know how to tie a noose. I better go and do some research. You know, we've all been there. Don't get me wrong. However, that is the selfish option. And that's how you will be remembered. And that's why men don't do that. Boys do that. Boys, sometimes boys never grow into men. They never grow into men. They never do the work. I mean, you're, you're good at taking people through that, Chris. I watch your channel. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people watch, this, watch your channel for the knowledge you pass. But a lot of people never grow up, unfortunately. It's, it's hard, Tim, because, yeah, I do speak to an awful lot of strangers on the phone. Um, not sure how much longer I'm going to have time to do that. But in a half hour phone call, sometimes it goes on for us. Sometimes I spoke to bootnecks for three hours just to talk them through where they're at and every single time the response is why has no one else ever told me what you're telling me and I, my answer is well they don't know it it was the same when I was a substance misuse specialist so a, a drug worker I'd sit down and I could plot for the person so they could physically see their psyche their thoughts themselves on paper where they were where they are now and where they're going and I could put a, a nice little tweak on it to make it all positive right like a one-way flow chart and and um, it's just about understanding some simple concepts in life and they are simple they probably take us a lifetime to to learn but like you said you 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 can't do the end of the journey at the beginning because it wouldn't it wouldn't be the beginning it's it's you know you can't do the middle at the beginning you it, it's got to be all in your own time what I'll what I'll just do Tim if it's okay I'll just lay out how it how it is for me right yeah 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 crack on so um in in no particular order first of everything that I was ever taught by the previous generation was a lie. Everything, right? Uh, all the old wives' tales, all the stuff about health, um, the class system, it, just absolute nonsense, all of it. Everything you see in mainstream media is a lie. I don't care what it is. If, if you're trying to stick to it being the truth, it's because it's the narrative you've created to guide you through life. It's not real. It's not the truth. And as long as you cling to it, you don't free yourself up to be the beautiful human being that the universe created. So there I was, uh, um, 
probably nervous breakdown number three or four, chronically addicted to the drugs, shoving needles in my arm any you know up to 12 times a day all my friends had gone if if they were friends some of them i i don't you know for, for a large part i don't blame blame them for leaving but i had my moment of enlightenment one day and it was really simple like i fought back to that toddler that was me um and that was a toddler went through quite a lot of stuff in his life didn't deserve to, to have most of that put on him by adults, right? And for me, it was like, oh my God, I'm still putting that toddler through all that shit. Except I haven't got other adults to blame now. I've only got myself. It's, it's me that's making these choices, right? Albeit when you're addicted, you don't really have that choice. But now I was learning to develop my thoughts. I could see I was putting this little lad called Chris through this through this trauma and abuse as an adult right so that was the first uh, moment of recognizing i had to take control and again in no sort of particular order i'm not trying to structure this but i decided every morning i was going to wake up i'd smile at the morning sun that was mother nature telling me i was all right that I had a place on this planet just as equal to anybody else on it, that I was a good person, albeit, you know, we've all got flaws, but, and every day to this day, and this was 20 odd years ago, um, 23, 24 years ago, every day without fail, I smile at the morning sun, even if it's beyond the clouds or even if it's still dark, which it usually is because I get up early. And that is my way of acknowledging and paying gratitude for this one life that we get. Right? Your life's too short to end it yourself because it, it you're going to get, what, 60, 70 or 80 years on this planet. Maybe uh, uh, a little more if you're lucky. And a lot of our colleagues, Tim, didn't make it this far, right? They got killed in, in pretty horrendous ways, right? Um so that was that's my bottom dollar is smile at the morning sun take action for me uh that was doing a washing up which used to just accumulate on my sidewalk because i was so depressed all the time couldn't face doing it did the washing up that gets a few um chemicals flowing around your brain and then what i do now without fail is i try to get up as early as possible and I run around the block. That's all I do. I'm not into mega hoofing fizz. I wouldn't blame anyone if that's their thing. But for me, I just need to get the blood flowing, get the oxygen moving around my body, get the chemicals in the right place in my head. And it just sets you up for an absolutely brilliant day. It's impossible to feel, or I think it's almost impossible to feel bad when you've just been for a jog around the block. I have a cold shower because that stimulates the vagus nerve and again just makes you feel like you want to smash the day you want to do stuff um i don't i don't listen to anybody else's rules because i don't i, I don't think they work i think most people are indoctrinated and brain brainwashed in their lives and you've got to you've got to make the own your 
the own your own rules the reason i say that is i believe in taking action right if you haven't run the london marathon put in for the london marathon even if you could walk it who cares right you put in for it that's what i call buying a ticket then it means you've got to do a bit of training if you want to make it easy for yourself right you've got to ignore all the people that are going to come out of the woodwork and go you'll never do that you don't even like right this is the this is again all the mechanisms in society that are there to, to to hold you back and by doing that by by doing that exact system i told you it's got me all around the world several times doing all the um all the activities i've ever wanted to do including getting myself an education writing books um doing the show that that, that we're doing now just from taking action and not listening to others and making my own rules and but i can't stress enough to anyone listening that's struggling say good morning to that sun that is the universe telling you you're perfect as you are um and that you have every right to be on this planet and learn to love yourself that's another one ultimate forgiveness you can't change the past be be sociopathic about what psychopathic about it. just don't think about it literally put a wall up and say that was yesterday you know because so long as you cling to those anchors in the past they're guaranteed to depress you they're guaranteed to inter induce anxiety and feelings of of uh, lack of self-worth and 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 this kind of thing um get rid of the drugs and alcohol that just goes without saying i'm not saying you've got to be a saint because i certainly have never been one and i never will be but there's certain times in your life you've got to know when to knock it on the head because it is a depressant and even if i have a pint now i know i will wake up the next day and my anxiety will be up my depression my oh my god the world doesn't love me all all those feelings come back to you right and that is not a good wicket to be batting on if you're trying to get yourself out of a rut so even if it be temporarily you've got to really get that stuff down as much as you can and the more space you can have between your drug and alcohol binges the more your life will will pick up and the more it will get you to a place where you think do you know what i actually like it here i got my friends back my, my partner loves me again or you know it's accepts me again I got that, you know, my job's going okay, or I back into employment, and then you won't want your next binge to be as bad as the last one. Yeah, it, it's um, yeah. yeah. Does that make sense, Tim? It, do, it does, and that's really that's valuable. That's really valuable. And I think one thing I I find as well with a lot of men. Now I'm talking, you know, I do work with boys and men, and they're all the same age. If you know what I mean, Chris. You know, they're 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 boys that want to carry on playing with the drugs and playing with the alcohol and playing with the girls and, and getting the, the big cars and all that kind of stuff. They're still all into it. You know what I mean? And we've all got a bit of that, by the way, I'm reading uh, the biography of Elon Musk at the moment. And you kind of think, Oh, that guy's set for life. He's got billions, right? It's a different world. Don't worry about it. We don't need that much money. You'll find that when you get what well, I would say, mid forties, you kind of go, you know what? It'd be nice to pay the mortgage off. And I like having a car outside. Like I don't need a special car. I just need like a car to get me around. And actually, you know what? I enjoy rowing boats up and down the river or whatever your sport is and playing. Everything else complicates. Too much material wealth is complex. You know, don't get me wrong. I've got six cars. I'm going through the servicing process now as we come out of Corona. 
costing me a fortune, Chris. I'm not being funny, you know. I, so don't get me wrong. They just they were hungover from the military, you know. That we, my wife had cars, I had cars, summer classics. Right? So we're, we're down downsizing. But I tend to find that as we go through late forties, the alcohol kind of sorts itself out. Something kind of happens. You kind of go, you know what? Like you said, I'm kind of like late forties and I'm nearing fifty. I'm getting a bit receding hairline, whatever. I'm going to try and take care of this body. Because I would like to, to make to 60 or 65. I'd, I'd like that. Um, so I'm going to start maybe just doing some exercise in the garage, maybe just running around the block every morning, mobility. I'm just going to try and, you know, do a bit of stretching. And, and I see this with my guys. And when I introduce mobility into them, and I talk to them about mobility, a bit of yoga, a bit of stretching, by all means, go and find your favorite pretty yoga girl on YouTube. I don't care. Whatever gets you moving in the morning, do that in the morning. And what I find, the alcohol kind of sorts itself it kind of gets a bit calmer and people kind of go, hang on, why am I doing all this exercise? And yet I'm still caning it with 26 lagers in the evening, whatever. Let's, let's maybe, if I'm going in this direction, which I want to go in, which is a happier, fitter, healthy life, maybe I should do it from both sides, not just from exercise, but also from diet. Yeah. And now you're doubling your improvements. The rate at which the brain is getting less anxious, it's getting a bit happier. What you're saying about chemicals, Chris, is spot on, by the way. You know, we're just trying to sort out those dopamine and serotonin levels, aren't we? You know, you start thinking, maybe I'll cut out a bit of caffeine. Maybe I'll take a turmeric shot in the morning. Maybe I'll get back and take some vitamin D. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it, to take vitamin D in the winter when we're completely deficient of it. Let's take some vitamin D. Uh, and then you start going, actually, I'm feeling a bit better. Yeah, I'm a bit happier right now. Yeah, I might, um, yeah, I might go put in for something like the marathon or something and give myself a bit of a goal. So you're not wrong. But it's, I, I say it's incremental steps and, and don't jump up one morning and go, I'm going to cut out all this. I'm going to cut out all that. I'm going to that your brain's going to react to that in a very negative sense. And what you're you're right about what we say about negativity, Chris, aren't you? Because we were taught to look out for saber tooth tigers and stuff. So we are attracted to negative comments. We're attracted to negative news articles. That's what sells paper. If you don't believe me, go through your favorite newspaper. If you are still reading mainstream news, by the way, and, and ask yourself how many of these news stories are positive you know just do a tally of them just go mm -hmm. well maybe there's two positive ones and maybe there's 12 negative ones you know just just the title just read the titles so yeah you've got to protect yourself chris from that negativity you've got to protect yourself no one's going to do it for you exactly i'm just going to give a shout out tony tony if you're still with us thank you so much for the donation in the super chat that really helps for anybody listening i'm i'm resetting up memberships on youtube and on my patreon put different levels in that can help people out in different ways so for 9.99 i'm going to be doing complimentary life coaching each month in a sort of private zoom session possibly even going to meet up uh, every year for a sort of sports day or a, an activity day um jester if you're still with us and my lovely brother uh phil phil in the chat had a chat with jester the other day really made my day uh, and we were saying how important it is to realise you might know a thousand people on your Facebook, but literally only five of them are your your proper mates. And and um, and I'm lucky. I'm I I meet n new people like yourself, Tim, all the time that I consider a, a very good friend. You you just learn to know who doesn't operate out their ego, so they're not dangerous, and that they they have your best interests at heart and. Just a blessing. Uh, had a really nice chat. It really perked me up for the day. So thank you, mate. Um, 
And yes, I want to talk about the alkaline diet. I can see people asking me. The thing is, it, it's, it's very important for getting in the flow state. By flow state, I mean each of these things that Tim and I are saying, if you do, if you implement them into your daily life, and they're not hard folks, are they? Set your alarm in the morning, fight the urge to roll over and be depressed, just get out of bed, running shoes on, smile at the sun, jog, jog around the block. Um, if you check my tracker every morning, it's like 9 uh, 0.9 of a mile, that's it. As cold a shower as you can get, and then take action on your day. Pick something, pick a plan, start drawing, writing, put a YouTube channel, what, whatever, if, if you're not working, that is. Um, start fantasizing. If you're not happy in your job, what could you do? Start planning it, start thinking it through. These are all simple things, they're not difficult to do. The cutting down on the alcohol, that can take effort. Took me 30 years which is fine by me because if you live to your 80, that's 50 good years you're gonna have where the alcohol companies don't, don't control you and you and your family, right? If you're struggling with addiction, look at my Commando Coach playlist. There's a video called Breaking the Chains of Addiction and I'll just talk you through in that video where you're at now and you'll be able to recognize it and I'll show you that there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel, which there always is. But when you put these things implemented uh, into your, or when you've implemented these um, measures into your life, the final one, I would say, because it's not urgent. When you're in crisis, you're not really worried about drinking a green smoothie in the morning. In fact, you, you probably wouldn't even be able to stomach it. But for those people that are, are, are wondering how they can really polish what they've created, um, you need to keep your body pH neutral as often as possible. Your pH of a human body is 7.25. Western diet, so that's your steaks, your chips, your, your you know, cod and chips, your, your coffee, your tea, your alcohol, um, your abundance of carbohydrate. And this is the world over now. It's not just Western, you know, your, your spaghetti, your noodles, your potatoes, all of these food groups create acid in your tissues once they've gone through your digestive system. Your alkaline foods, your alkalizing foods are your greens, vegetables. Um, fruit is okay in moderation, but you gotta remember fruit has a high fructose content. Fructose is just another name for sugar. Um, doesn't come from sugar cane, it comes from, from fruit, obviously. But just be aware that if you're gonna have a smoothie in the morning, Loading it full of mango and strawberries and banana is is just like spooning in 50 spoons of sugar. It is. I'm not saying that a, a banana isn't better for you than an ice lolly. Of course it is. But it's the effect it has on your body, remember. Sugar creates acid in your body. That acid is so strong, it burns holes in our teeth, right? So you, you need to take this on board. Um, and not only does it have very serious long-term health implications to eat Western diet your whole life, it's why a lot of servicemen die around the age of 60 because it's pint steak and chips every night, right? Because that's the kind of mindset that we were taught back in my day. 
But what it does is when your body's in that pH neutral state, 7.25 as often as possible, it can get rid of this acid, it can offset it. So you're not storing it up in your tissues, you're not becoming a future cancer case, right? Cancer, it's a tumour, it needs a certain input for that tumour tumor to grow. One of those inputs is an acidic environment, right? So putting the health benefits aside, the mental benefits of an alkaline diet are just out of this world. It's why when I went up to John O'Groats with no training because I'd had uh, back surgery, I was able to run a thousand miles non-stop carrying a Bergen, sleeping at the side of the road and running a, you know, over a marathon every day. With, like I say, with no training, it's because my head is in so much in the right place through putting these simple measures in and the alkaline diet. Um, if you can do the things Tim and I are talking, it's going to put you there. If you can just top it up by piling your plate with greens and vegetables and having a little bit of steak and a little bit of fish and a couple of potatoes instead of 10, it will take you from there and it puts you on cloud nine. It, 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 it really does. And if you don't think it's worth doing, I haven't had a cough, a cold or the flu uh for 17 coming up for 18 years now right so when i see my friends every year oh i've got the flu i got it off john in the office it's like no you didn't you you got it because your body is toxic when when your fish tank is polluted your fish are gonna get sick and they are gonna die right um so what am i what am i saying it's a diet that is in a similar proportion, i.e. lots of vegetables, shoots, nuts, leaves, this sort of thing, to what our ancestors would have evolved to eat over the last God knows how many years since we've been here, right? And the simple way to think of it is, would you water your plants with Coca-Cola? That's a very simplified way of looking at it. If I told you go and put Coca-Cola on your house plants, would you do it? Or would you look at me and say, Chris, I don't think plants are supposed to have Coca-Cola. Well, your body is way more valuable to you in your life than your, your house plants. So you've really got to think about um, what you put in. For me, it's really simple. I have a pint of vegetables every morning in the liquidizer or the Nutribullet. I chuck in some green powder to really make it alkaline. And that allows my body to flush out all the acid every day and maintain um, optimal health. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, the, the green powder, I was about to say, actually, I've got some of that green powder stuff. There's loads of different varieties. You can pick the really expensive stuff, but actually there's there's ones on Amazon or whatever, which are just as good, you know what I mean? Then the, 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 what's it, athletic greens or something, which costs an absolute fortune. And I would say as well, if, if, a lot of people use like just some frozen berries. I know it's a bit sugary, but some of that green stuff can taste pretty minging. I mean, I'm used to it because when I was in the military, I used to do a whole load of that anyway. But you can throw a few berries in there just to kind of take that edge off it. It's pretty cool. But that's, you know, you're done then. You're greens for the day. Really, let's be honest. I mean, you probably had more greens in that morning sort of Nutribullet thing. And Nutribullet things are awesome. I love a Nutribullet. You probably had more. And you can also take them to work. I used to, when I was flying on the squadrons, I used to uh, do a big one, Chris. And then I used to, uh, half of it in the morning, take another half for lunch. 
I wouldn't even heat it up, you know what I mean? Because I just know the goodness that's coming from it. You know, I know it puts me in a better place. I would also say water is so neglected, so neglected. Set yourself a limit. Say, I want to drink four litres of water today. It doesn't matter when you do it, but just just tick them off. Like, well, I'm, I've done two now and it's three o'clock. I better get on with it, you know, and I better have some more. Because you're trying to flush all those toxins out. And the last thing I'd say that's really beneficial for people, Chris, I know you talk about like 100% alkaline. Like, I'll get all that. I'll get all that. But have a cheat day. You know, once a week, especially if you're getting into this, I use Saturday. My wife calls it fatter day. And what it means is it's a day where you can eat whatever you want. So we go into Cheltenham's one or Hereford's. I'm in between the two. We go in there um, and she says, do you want to go for John Lewis? Have a, have a, have a fry up. It's like, yeah, let's go to John Lewis Cafe, yeah. have a fry up. And you go to John Lewis Cafe, you have a fry up. And because you've been eating so healthy for the whole week, you, 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 you won't believe this. because You won't believe it. it's fine. I didn't believe it either. You start to not want that kind of food. Yeah, true. So true. It's, so it's weird. True. You kind of like, well, maybe we just do a, a croissant or whatever with some some butter on it. You go, yeah, yeah. But what we tend to find is on your fat day, you end up eating quite healthily anyway. If you were to write it down, mm. you go, what do we have on our, on our fat day? What did we eat? And you bring the piece of paper up. Right, last week on our fat day, we got out of bed and we had, well, we had a croissant actually in town. And then we, well, for lunch, I had that chicken pesto breast thing with all the green stuff. And then, oh yeah, then we had the burger in the evening. I mean, so now all week, all you've had is a burger. Really, that's that because that, you've been eating so healthily. It's the incremental habits that just build up into something amazing. And don't get me wrong, we've all got issues that we're going through. And you never, you, you don't, it's miserable. If you if you want to have abs and all that kind of stuff, you want to get down to 14% body fat, it's miserable. It really is. There's people, there's, there's trainers online that will, that will tell you, you know, um, don't go down there. You know, you just stay a bit kind of, you know, chubby and be happy or whatever. You know, that's the key really is just to, as Chris said, you know, just do it all a bit in moderation, but don't go all out and just burn yourself out. You know, just start with some healthy habits. Like Chris says, get out of bed, have a bit of a structure, make sure. And also, Chris, I would say with, with my guys, my team, I say the, the day, the next day starts the night before. So you're not going to get out of bed at six in the morning if you're going to bed at two because you've been playing video games. It's not going to happen. Don't worry. It's not. So don't go, I'm going to get a bed at six and go for a run. And then you're at two o'clock going, doo -doo 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 -doo. it's like you've got to plan that bedtime. Treat yourself like a kid, all right? Because really, you know, we're, we're kind of, no one really trained us to be adults, right? We're just going, now you're an adult. You can do whatever you want and you can drink whatever you want and eat whatever you want and spend. And, you know, yeah, you can do that if you want, but that's you wouldn't advise someone that you knew to be doing that. So one of the most important things is to set a bedtime and actually go to bed. You can sit in bed, read a book, but the fact you're in bed, you're like, this is rubbish. I'm in bed at half past 10. This is rubbish. But the fact you're in bed very soon, you're like, yeah, oh, I'm asleep now. You learn that means to get up on you time. Le you learn to love it, don't you? you? You learn to get to the stage where when it gets to 11 o'clock and you're just flicking through the bloody, I mean, I don't watch mainstream, but I'll flick through YouTube on the big telly and you you think, this is shit. I want to go and read a decent book for, for 20 minutes, get off to sleep, wake up with that real fresh, fresh feeling. It's it's amazing when you when you God, we all go down rabbit holes of you know YouTube. I, I get it, but you're absolutely right. I, I now I've bought I've got books. I've got like a stack of books. I'm just working my way through them. You know what I mean? And there is a joy to reading. There is a joy to having a bookmark. Get bookmarks, by the way. There's nothing more frustrating. There we go. Get, go and read that. Go and read that book. Apparently, some legend wrote it. Don't know who he is. <laughs> I'll just sell you books for you, shouldn't I, really? Yeah, I'll get a kickback, right? We've got that deal going, yeah? Anyone so, um, who joins my Patreon, by the way, for as little as one ninety nine, you get all my memoirs for for free in, in ebook form. So just thought I'd mention that. 
That's that's impressive, that Chris. Actually, you giving all that away. I mean, it really is. I, well, I, yeah. It, yeah, I don't really mind Tim. You know, it, it, it for me, it's not about money now. Although, obviously, I, I as I, I say this all the time, I've got to you know pay my bills. Um, but I like friendship as well, and I like meeting people, and I like it when someone emails me and says. You know, Chris, can I read your book? And I'm like, there you go. <laughs> um, but going back to to the diet thing, yes, your green smoothie is going to taste its vegetables, right? What I recommend to anyone listening, chuck in half an avocado. I say half because avocados are expensive, right? Or half a banana. Don't overdo it on the banana because it just becomes a fruit shake. And as I say, fruit, high sugar. And that just takes the taste down to makes it palatable. I put in some, a bit of soy sauce and a bit of chili, just just to change it a bit. Sometimes if I really don't feel like I can stomach it, I put in a little drop of my um, my son's Ribena, just to just to take that. Not too much again because it's got what fructose syrup in or something. Um, but you you just got to find the way and you to live. I think I said this in a tweet the other day on my Instagram to if you want to live an abnormal life, i.e. doing all those things that most people don't do, the traveling the world, the, the securing all your goals, the writing the books, the having a YouTube, what, whatever it is you want to do. And you can all do it because not many people have been in as dark a place as I've come back from. Um, you, you have to be prepared to do abnormal things. Otherwise, you're just one of the crowd, aren't you? And if you're one of the crowd, well, the most exciting thing you've got to look forward to is Strictly Come Dancing. And that's, um, you know, that's not, personally, that's not really for me. And the, um, the, the thing you said, Tim, about having a cheat day, right? It doesn't become a cheat day, does it? Because we sit down now on a Saturday morning for a family breakfast... And I don't want the fat bacon and sausages that I would have done 10 years ago. I don't mind if I'm out with the boys or something, I'll have that breakfast. It doesn't, honestly doesn't bother me. But what we do is we have a breakfast of, you know, we'll have avocado on the breakfast. We'll um, have an egg, but we'll have uh, vegan sausages. And you just get so used to it in the end. It doesn't become any kind of... um, uh, like punishment do you know what I mean it's not it's not a punishment it's that you want to put that in your body because you physically feel what it does to you and then when you have the old fry up god you get that food hangover don't you you get that meat hangover and you yeah, start yeah. you and the other thing is you smell which you don't when you eat a plant-based diet you don't smell it's really weird you don't have to use deodorant and stuff which which kind of um I think that's kind of like telling us something, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. And you also get creative with your food, right? So sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm going to go out to my gym, you know, lift enough weights in it. But then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do that, obviously. So have a big heavy day. It's going to beast myself, you know, whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, let's let's make um, something I do is I get four eggs, whip them up in a pan. I put them in a, I put them in a frying pan, a big frying pan, right? So it's really thin, like the egg's quite thin, like a thin omelette, right? And then on top of that, you get some uncle, like half packet of Uncle Ben's 
fried rice in a microwave, 90 seconds, right? So your egg is doing itself. Get some of that chicken breast, whatever, that's pre-done, you know what I mean? That's pre-cooked. Cut one of those up into, or half of one of those breasts up into little strips, right? And what you're doing is you're making your breakfast burrito, heavy protein stuff. You're whacking some chili in there. Put your lettuce in there. Put your little chicken bits on top. Um, put some chili in there, why not? Put your Get your Uncle Ben rice on there as well. Whack some chili, maybe a sauce you want. It doesn't matter. I don't use a sauce, but some people do. You can add anything. You can fry up some onions in that if you want to. Spit of peppers, you know what I mean? Roll it all carefully because it is egg. It's not actually a burrito. Kind of fold it on itself, fold it on itself again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you'll find that thing there, that fills you up for the day. I mean, you're like, oh, yeah, but it's not heavy. That's the problem. It's like, okay, I've eaten like half a snake. But it's, you know, it's it, and everything about that, I'm trying, the rice, well, it's yeah, it's from a packet, fine, but everything else about that is there's nothing, you know, it's, it's four eggs. It's a big protein. It's about, works out about 400 calories. But if you're, you know, going and using a massive gym session or something, a massive run, you kind of need that, right? Either for recovery, pre or post. I tend to work out fasted myself. I know people hate that. They're like, how can you do anything when you're fasted? It's like, yeah, I just prefer that. I don't like to eat and then go and have a gym session. You know what I mean? I'm just not like that. But yeah, and also don't listen to people that say things like that. You should you should eat before you work out. It's like, dude, this is my life. You've got your life, okay? I, I don't want to do that, and I'm not going to complain what you do. I, I love. I'll tell you what, Chris, when people tell you what to do, ignore that. Ignore everything that they say is what you should do is. Stop listening like that. Just go, yep, 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 we're not, we're not hearing it. It doesn't matter. It's like, mate, this is this body that I have to live with, all right? And some bit's a bit wobbly somewhere because I'm a bit fat or whatever. I might be doing something about it. This is not yours. You don't have to worry about it. You haven't got to worry about it at all, okay? This is mine. You know, the last thing I'd say on this, really, Chris, about nutrition and stuff is when you stop drinking all the beers or whatever, that kind of stuff, or, or you get off your habits, whatever you might have, that kind of stuff, that money, it's nice to have that money. But what I would say is take the money you saved and go, right, I've, I've saved, say, 15 quid a day on beers or going to the pub or 20 quid a day going to the pub. Let's pretend, right? How can I spend that 20 quid to really make myself feel much, much better? What can I use that 20 quid for? Right, okay, well, you could have an experience. You go to cinema if you want to, but also you can buy really healthy stuff. You can get some vitamins in there and you can get your greens. You can go into the supermarket and fill your trolley up with these deep, dark green vegetables. Not carrots and things because they're high in sugar. Is, it's a natural sugar, but you know you don't want to do that. But your, your spinaches, all that kind of stuff, Chris, you know what I mean? Mm. Get that stuff. And in the morning, then you open your fridge up. You could even prepare it the night before. I used to do that. Just take all the leaves off, put them in the blender. They're ready to go. It's ready to go. All you got to do, wake up in the morning, add a bit of water on the nutrient thing, innit? Pour it all out, seal it, neck one of them, shudder. And then you're on, you're on the game. You're on the game. It's there. The key is to make it. The key, I go through all this on my course with the individuals as well, on the individual course of men and women. I, I say, look, it's in the preparation. It's That's where it is. If you wake up in the morning going, oh, this is rubbish, and then you try and start doing this stuff, you're not going to do it and you're going to fail. We know it's about prep. Men I want to say men, I'm talking about men and women, not boys and girls, men and women just do the work. And when you do the work on yourself, that gets better and the whole thing gets easier. It's just, it's cumulative. It's cumulative, isn't it, Chris? Yes. The green smoothie means that eventually you're going to eat a healthier lunch, means that you're going to eat a healthier dinner, means that you're going to get to bed on time, which means you get up on time, which means you put your gym shoes on, you do that one mile, you just start getting away from social media, go and have a look up the primal blueprint by Mark Sissons. That's, that's the kind of a great diet. You know, he's a guy in California, paleo, very much into that kind of stuff. Uh, he's got a great book called the primal blueprint. It's a bit American, but it's, it's a great start. If you, if you don't know much about all the diety stuff, 
get amongst that. Go and follow some people on, on, on YouTube who do all this stuff and just get inspired is the key, isn't it, Chris? I mean, people watch you and they're inspired by what you're doing. Yeah, you've got to get fired up. You get one life. You've got to get in. You've got to smash it. You've got to, you know, you don't want to get to 80 and look back and think, shit, I fucked it up. You know, you, you're not, yeah. you're not going to get in this set of molecules, in this form, you're not going to get enough. You don't get a second go at it. And um, life's, life's there for living, isn't it? Join a, join a running club or something as well. Or I walked into a rowing club about three years ago. I'm now the chairman of it, all right? I mean, for my sins, okay? It's a, it's a nightmare running a rowing club. But I walked in there because I was like, well, that's a bit teeny, isn't it? If I'm in a rowing boat with three other big guys and we're rowing, I can't stop rowing. I've got to carry on rowing. And I was interested in that. I was like, okay, so I'm out of the military now. Maybe I still need some team stuff because, you know, I quite enjoyed that team stuff. What kind of team sports? Oh, see a rowing boat going down there. I'll go and have a chat. to the. Uh, people need rowers. I tell you, it's a great sport. It's not elitist at all. I'm saying that. I'm a chairman. I know exactly who the members in the rowing club are. And they are not elite people. They're builders. They're, um, they're you know, they're on the tools, whatever. They might work in shops and stuff. But they come down. They get the boats out. They get in the boat. And they, they've learnt to row and it's fantastic. You see nature, nature. You see swans and duckalars and all sorts of crazy. What are those little terrapin things, you know, see those kind of things. Who gets to see that every day? Who gets to see that? That's nature. We used to see it every day. We used to live in caves that we run around on the plains. Don't see it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Tim, while you were talking, I was looking, I've got a photo of our fridge. I just had it- to take this photo one day because it was... It looked like a greenhouse. It was just overflowing. It, it was just mostly greens, which is what, you know, greens and, and vegetables. And um, I can't find the photo. I'll, um... You can't be depressed when you're putting so many nutrients in your body. It's, you know, if, if, you're, if you're anxious, okay, for start, if you're anxious, that's normal. Everyone's anxious. Why not? I look on Instagram. I'm like, he's got a better body. Oh, she can lift more weight than me. I follow like CrossFit, CrossFit people, and there's always a CrossFit girl like lifting enough weight up. I'm like, okay, but I'm 46. You know, she's like 22. But I'm like, yeah, she's better. That's a better car than the one I've got. I want to go on that holiday that this dude's already on. It's like Instagram does that to me. It's like, but I, I use it as a bit of a joke. I'm like, you know, you can you can see what's behind Instagram if you Google it or whatever, or, or go on YouTube and you know, see how these women and these men sort of take pictures of themselves. But you know, go and follow some. Go and follow a. a, a someone that does diet or something and really kind of watch what they do and you know or, or go and find it yeah, as i say find a rowing a running club or something or a rowing club or something that you're interested in and when you know people are waiting for you to turn up you know you've got to commit to that right a lot of people get a lot of stuff from brazilian jiu-jitsu um it's a difficult time right now by the way i don't practice it myself i, I used to do another martial art when i was younger but uh, just that connection of body. When, when was the last time you sort of hugged someone that was not your partner, you know, or, or physical contact? Men need physical contact. That's why people play rugby and stuff. And they go and do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or they're in a rowing boat. That's why when they win something, they go and hug each other like footballers and stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm connecting, I'm connecting. And we don't connect anymore. And that connection, that physical connection, that body thing, because we don't do it, our brains are like, why are we not kind of grabbing onto people anymore? Why? Because people go, no, oh, I don't like being touched. You know, I was, I was a bit like that. So, I, you know, I don't like being hugged. don't like being hugged. But it's not a choice anymore. You know what I mean? You've got to get physical, get, get amongst other people. You know about this. You're a royal, weren't you? So, you know, you know how that works. Um, bundling onto people down the bottom field, that kind of stuff. It's, um, yeah, people don't do it. But I'm saying if, if, you, if you're not doing it, and you're missing out on that, just go and find somewhere where maybe you can. Start with the running, you know what I mean? Start with the sport you want. Get a bit of mobility back. I think that's right, Chris. Yes, exactly. 
Tim, I'm quite conscious. Um, I'm quite conscious of the time here because you needed to get away, didn't you? I do. Yeah. Um, do you need to go right now, or have you got time for one question? Yeah. Okay. Give me. I'll stay till twenty past, Chris. The, the value I give you, mate, is you, you. You couldn't afford to pay for this. You know what I mean. So. Well, your time is. Well, your time is. You know, you charge money for this, Tim, and so um, it was. Well, I have to. Well, the reason behind today is I just feel I need to give something back for Mental Health Day, Tim. You know, I've got too much knowledge that can help. And it's a wee bit sad that I think we've got 44 people watching that. And and I put this out on, on, you know, veterans pages and stuff, right? This just shows the complete lack of understanding of, of... of mental health in this i'm going to say this country obviously youtube's worldwide but you know people sharing all these crappy memes on facebook about come round for a coffee my door's always up open and yet you put on a, a free show like this with two life coaches given an hour of their time that they could charge anything up to two and a half thousand pounds for and you get 44 people watching so to the people who are supporting us this evening be very proud of yourselves because you're the people that are pulling people away from suicide, right? You're educating yourself. You're taking the steps that as a society we need to, to take to understand why, why are we in a mental health, you know, slump? Why is, why is there this uh, suicide epidemic? And yeah, this is kind of uh, a big, big part of the problem. So, Going back to the questions, and thank you to Peaceful, thank you to Michael, and thank you to Kane um, for your donations. Really, really appreciated. Just going to take two quick questions. Um, I really loved Tony's suggestion about metal detecting. I reckon that would really sort your head right out. I'm, I'm being serious. Um, Absolutely, yeah. There was a question I, I could... Oh, it was the benefits of turmeric. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, turmeric. Well, it's um, about the immune system. The the shots I take, they're not cheap. And I'm, I've, I've, I've gone where I've taken them for like three or four months. And I've gone, you know what? I better save some money. And I've done it. And I've gone, no, it's more important to boost your immune system. And if you look up the turmeric company, they're a homegrown company. They're like, uh, they're not a big business, right? I think it's the turmeric co, I think they're called. There's little shots you're looking for. I think um, James Haskell, rugby, sponsors them. Uh, some other athletes, you might see them. If you, you go on Facebook and have a look at it. I think if you buy, I think, 30 shots, I get the three different ones. They haven't launched the fourth one yet. I get three different ones, which is, um, uh, oh, you have to look at them. They're all out there. It's like turmeric and ginger, pure turmeric, or, or turmeric and something else. I can't remember what it is now. But either way, they're supposed to be, the, the things they add to them are, are obviously good for you. In these corona times... I don't see two pounds a day as, you know, I, how much is a beer in a pub? Four pound, right? Yeah. yeah. Four pound fifty. So, so half a price of a beer and you just slam this thing. And I'm a, an addicted personality, Chris. You know what I mean? I can, I can look at what my mouse and get addicted to it. You know what I mean? I'm like, going to so for me, I need that kind of sharp kick kind of thing. And these little, you know, I have a workout first. Then after my little workout, whatever, I get this little shot, I slam it down. You know what I mean? It burns a bit, isn't it? Cause it's all ginger and stuff. You know what I mean? So the turmeric code, they should give me a commission. I I'd sort of I invest in that. I get um, 30 of those a month or whatever it is in the box. 
Uh, and it's, it's about your immune system. Look at the benefits. It's cold-pressed turmeric root. Don't be mistaken for thinking that little tablets of turmeric are the same. I think there's 35,000 35, milligrams, so 35 grams then, of, of turmeric, cold-pressed turmeric root inside these things, which is what costs them a lot of money. Because I wrote to them and said, look, guys, I'm taking these things, and they're really expensive. Is there any way you can sponsor my channel or something? And they went, look, we'd love to, but... You know, we even with athletes and stuff, even with England rugby team, they still pay for them. You know what I mean? And we give them like a ten percent discount if one of their stars, because they're a family business. They can't afford, especially now. No one's got any money. You know what I mean? It's crikey! So, have a look at it. Do the research. Turmeric. Um, there's other things you can take. Vitamin D. I would really recommend as well. All right, just make sure you, especially as you go into winter, twenty five hundred milli units of vitamin D. I took 10,000 a day in Afghanistan, in Kabul, in the dark winter, and you overdosed. I overdosed on, on vitamin D. So you then have to come down. The, the cure to overdosing on vitamin D, by the way, is to stop taking vitamin D for a week. Um, vitamin D in a tablet form, in a gel form, I use my protein. I go, Chris, you'll have somewhere else, mate. You know what I mean? Um, but one tablet, it's, if you're really low and you think, oh, it's invisible. I, I took four tablets for about seven weeks, and then you get this taste like you know you got bleeding in your mouth there's that kind of taste of blood and you get massive headaches and that's the that's the cure that, that, that's the key sorry that you're, you're overdosing on vitamin d stop it for a week go back to you know one tablet 2500 million million units will sort you out over winter it really will as you will get sad you'll get that seasonal affective disorder so that's like a mini stack chris you know what i mean either and then maybe a vitamin or something i, I don't really because if you eat enough greens you don't need all those multivitamins you know what i mean but yeah you're not deficient yeah, but our our greens and our vegetables are they're all grown in land that's used year in year out, aren't they? Yeah. With all these artificial fertilizers and stuff, and they're not what they would be when we lived in the nature, foraging and you know gathering from the forest. So that's well, a part of life I'm starting to look into now. I still have uh, tinnitus from when I took a lot of uh, opiate medication, and I'm just. I'm reading up on it now. I've got to. I'm going to make try and make a video about all the things that I'm investigating because it's um, yeah, it's quite it's quite fascinating. Some of the stuff I've come across is almost uh, if it works, it it sounds miraculous. But so what? One last question question here, Tim. It's from Kane, who very kindly has made a donation. Um, hey guys, I want to join the military, but I've got a lot of mental baggage. What should I do? It's my dream job. So I do get a lot of that, by the way. Um, I get a lot of it. If you've been diagnosed with like a major depression, there's going to be an issue and you're going to have to declare that. They look at your doctor's notes and there may be a problem with going psychosis, anything like that. Um, there may be a problem with you going in. If you've been, if you've got a mild depression, your doctor's prescribed it, something like that, that's absolutely fine. The military normally goes, well, most teenagers, you know, this is this is being a teenager, it's a difficult time. Of course, you've got some mild depression, whatever. So I'd always go and speak to the careers office. Um, I'd always say as well, don't be too super open with, with the military about your medical history. Let them find out. You know what I mean? It's not up to you to go there and go, by the way, I've thought about killing myself on a regular occasion. Nah, you've just been a teenager, right? And teenagers carry a lot of baggage. It's a difficult time being a teenager, especially now. So just go, hang on a second. A lot of young people have you know, a bit of depression, um, but they just don't tell anyone about it. So you might think you're quite alone. But I know because I get a lot of emails and a lot of phone calls and all this kind of stuff from young people who I've got a lot of depression out there. Okay. So I know how much of it is out there. I genuinely do. It's in my family as well. In my, you know, I've got the other side. So 
uh, don't worry too much about it. The key, speak to your doctor if you get a chance and say, um, you know, do you think this is applicable? Or do you think I should go into the military with this? You know, are you over it or not over it? Because the military is only going to exacerbate that. So you need to have some kind of aspect of clarity or finality to your um, your, your current health condition. Um, but then obviously the careers office is the next step and, and be quite open with them saying, you know, when I was a bit of a teenager, I had a bit of this, is that a snag? Uh, and I think you're, you should be quite surprised. They will say, if you've been formally diagnosed with manic depression, you will not come in. Well, yeah, obviously, because, you know, it's not the place for you, is it really? But if you, you know, if you've had a bit of depression, whatever, they probably say, well, yeah, it's kind of pretty standard, to be honest with you. But, you know, the military uh, is a very, as as you know, Chris, it, it bonds people at a very early age, isn't it? So it's not, it's, it's, it's can be quite a good place for people who are feeling like they haven't got many friends, um, that they're a bit alone. The military is a good place for it. We could also talk about why the military is not necessarily a good place, especially after a few years. But that's for another conversation. We've had a chat about that already, Chris, haven't we? Yes, we have. Right, Tim, I'm going to thank you so much. No worries. And everybody at home, if you're looking for any additional support, like I said, friends, check out my Patreon. Check out um, what Tim has to, has to offer. Uh, keep smiling. Remember, the universe loves you. We love you. And... Anything you're feeling, it's only ever temporary. You'll look back in 10 months' time and you think, bloody hell, I can't believe I felt like that. And you'll be smiling again. So that's it. Get out there, smile at the sun. Um, Tim, don't feel you've got to hang around. I'm just going to play my outro. So I will see you I've, soon, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciate it. See you thanks to everyone at home. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username, Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.